0: Yeah. Uh, I, I can would vouch like for to that. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but something I messaged Travis and I don't know if you if you guys have played it but uh it really reminded me of Cainhurst Castle from Bloodborne. Uh, just the just the heavy-handed blood fucking everywhere and <laughs> just the different angles and whatnot. I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go back through that again because it's been yeah. a minute." Ah, It just looked beautiful. I just love the different shots Mm -hmm. inside of the place, especially like near the end where Edith and Lucille, I think, uh, are like having their first of many standoffs. Uh, And Mm -hmm. you really get to see like how the clay flows in the in that weird like engravings in the floor
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I thought that was really interesting
1: and and I think also it, it comes out it comes across and I don't know how much of it genuinely was because I'm sure not all of it but there was an, a hell of a lot of practical set there wasn't there there was oh mm-hmm. yeah
2: absolutely. that was that was a lot
1: be- of levels and stuff going on there that was that was yeah. happening they were in that and I and I, I always appreciate that in a film. Because the, mm. you can't always tell but there's a there's a bit of a sense when it's a CGI I'm not stealing your anti CGI Thunder, but there's a there's a sense that it's a bit sort of flat, but this was this was beautifully crafted. I'd go so far as to say sumptuous. Ooh I That's know. a
0: fun word to to describe this. I can dig that.
3: Um, Jessica Chastain plays Lucille and does a great job she is really campy and she has a lot of fun Um, oh
1: she does yeah
3: Mm yeah. although I will say her accent was a little rough at times Um, (laughs) especially when she was screaming
4: (laughs) yeah what did did you guys I mean obviously Tom Hilston is native yeah but what about Jessica Chastain's accent? <laughs> I think they both <laughs> did
5: a good British accent. They, but the, who? Tom. Both of them, yes.
1: I'm glad he did
5: one. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But the point <laughs> is that all of this, Chris and Pick is in Scotland. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they didn't Oh, oh. Any like any was. I find that pretty bad and annoying. It would have been a lot better and funnier if they spoke um, Scottish accent.
3: Oh, yeah. I didn't think
1: y'all let the Scots be Lord Lynx. Well, ever, ever, ever since. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no. uh, well I, I think ever since Mel Gibson became Scottish, it's been problematic. <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh, yeah. there's a bit of an embargo <laughs> about, about that.
3: That was a joke. I apologize to the people of Scotland and England, <laughs> and I'm sure y'all are doing
1: fine. <laughs> all the
3: baronets
1: are marching <laughs> on the streets. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> I'm sure y'all are you worked it out. Everything.
1: Yeah, we're, we're uh, It's all good.
5: There was yeah. another thing, very small thing, but really annoying me when they when they dance and when they did the European style whatever it was well, the waltz the waltz mm-hmm. the yeah. european style waltz that fucking candle stay alight the whole fucking time and i'm like no fucking way
2: uh,
4: yeah, you okay so here's that. here's here's something about that scene originally thomas Hillson claimed that it did stay lit oh, the whole time during <sighs> filming but then later he admitted the to the fact that they used a double wicked candle
3: okay so it's not one the, it's of the, not wicks the first
4: time probably he's admitted to out. that I can tell you. what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the first time he's admitted to that.
4: Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, yeah so it, I'm disgusting. sure at one point one of the wicks did go out but they had they had a double wick going so to make it easier for it to not go out.
1: I am worried well. about candle wax trickling down my hand when I'm trying to dance.
3: I don't
4: know
1: what y'all are talking about.
3: Way. I thought that scene was beautiful and the romance of it was amazing.
1: Oh, girls.
3: It was, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was. If
1: I say sumptuous again, will that help?
3: No. I don't know. is the oh, There you go.
0: Or sensual. I
3: don't know. Oh, going back to accents real quick, and we haven't really talked about him too much, but you know who was having a rough time with that accent, though? Um, Alan. So, the doctor. Oh, yeah, the doctor, yeah. Doctor
4: Allen, was cool. American, though, right? Yeah, and his accent yeah. still
3: sucked. No, Charlie <laughs> well, actually, he was an American. Yeah, the actor who plays him is is British. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Charles Yeah,
1: he. I think the first thing he ever did was was um, the UK version of Queer as Folk. That was the first thing oh. he ever did. Yeah. Um, and it was like I 16, can hundred percent confirm. He was shit in ah. that. Right. Well, to, I thought he was. So he had, a, and, and he has no, a Manchester. Naturally, has a Manchester. Yeah, he's accent. a brilliant
5: accent. Uh, accent. He's a brilliant accent. He's a brilliant accent. But yeah, in real life, he's got a very, very strong uh, northern.
1: Yeah, Man, Mancunian yeah. type of.
5: Okay.
3: And
1: it's and his inflections because I think it was his first job, so I think that's probably why. But his inflections were all over the sh- all over the shop, and I think oh. now he's in Sons of Anarchy. Unrecognizably, yeah.
2: oh,
3: yeah, wow. yeah. So that's oh, yeah. that's what kind of gave me pause. Is because, as far as I think the hardest part he had with the American accent was those hard R's. Um,
2: mm.
3: yeah. I he definitely because there was a in the beginning of the film, especially, I was like, where is Alan from? Like, is he <laughs> European vaguely? Like, I don't, mm. um. So, But then I realized he was American, and um, I think he kind of struggled with that. But he is in Sons of Anarchy, um, which I feel like is the most American television show to have ever existed. And he also, I think, <laughs> plays an American in Pacific Rim, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly.
0: That sounds right.
3: Yeah, he, he's the main character in Pacific Rim, And I do think he's a good actor. Um, uh, he was just not my favorite part of this movie. I mean, my favorite actor in this movie was that fucking house, though. Like, yeah, oh yeah.
1: There's, yeah. Uh,
3: God, there's that like house ten, had character
0: for days.
3: There's like ten million rugs on the floor, and I was like, hey guys, if you're broke, maybe sell some of those fucking rugs because you know those are worth a couple
4: grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother wouldn't know let, know let them sell, fun the fact about this movie? <laughs> sell
3: the rugs. Mother doesn't let herself sell rugs. Speaking of bad accents. Mother says rugs, not drugs. What's a fun fact for us, Travis? So,
4: going back to the post office sex scene.
1: Yes, let's do that.
4: (laughs) The (laughs) the idea. So in that scene, it's mostly Thomas Middleton who is naked.
3: Oh, it's one hundred percent Thomas Hiddleston who's naked.
4: Yeah, she's got. Well, she can't get her clothes off. There's too many of them.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, that was that was Thomas Hiddleston's idea. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Well, no, he like it it says that he he was like, well, you know, usually in sex scenes, it's always the woman getting naked and never the man, and so he was like, well, how about the man get naked this time?
3: (laughs) Fucker. He just
4: wanted also. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, it he, just has that same, like, Tommy Wiseau in the room who just wants to show his ass to everyone.
3: Uh, yeah. Difference between Tommy Wiseau in the room and T- Thomas siddleson is that Thomas Hiddleston has an ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Tommy Wiseau's is concave as fuck. Mm-hmm.
2: So,
3: if y'all haven't seen the room, uh, next time y'all get drunk. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> Give that it could a be so watch. Rude. And then watch The Disaster Artist. It's the worst, best movie ever. So,
1: it's Yeah, hilarious. we'll totally do that. I, yeah, I do like a bad, yeah. good movie. Or a good, it's, bad movie. Uh, it's
3: supposed to be a drama, but ooh, boy.
1: Is it not?
0: Yeah,
3: and it's, it's played by this mysterious Europe, European man who insists it was written, directed... And starred Tommy Wiseau, who insists that he's American and will not tell anyone where he gets his money from or where he is from. And he has the strongest accent and no one knows where he's from. We're all just like, Are you from Paris, my guy? And he's like, No, man, as American as you or I, or you or me. I'm like, Okay. Uh, For
4: a while For a while he told people he was from Louisiana because that was one of the most believable.
2: Wow, <laughs> he's, he's a like magnificent man. Eye.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he is not. So I wonder on his Wikipedia page. It's like sorry to just take a break from talking about.
2: What is <laughs> yeah. oh, um, his
3: name again? Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. It's W-I-S-E-A-U. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't say where he's from, it just says he's a European American actor and filmmaker, and his citizenship is the United States.
5: Oh, he looks carried. It
3: yeah, doesn't he? He says in AWC. Howard Stern's, he in Howard Stone's stunt double a long double. time ago. Huh?
1: It's Howard Stern's st- stunt double.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. I thought we, I thought we were back on Kirk's Peak talking about. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Speaking of stunts, um, uh, Jessica Chastain she played the piano a lot, and she learned how to play the piano for this film and played all mm-hmm. the songs herself. So
4: that's
0: cool.
3: Um,
4: also, speaking of stunts, <laughs> they really threw
3: me off of a goddamn Stare. Staircase. Yeah, she
4: did a flip she did a flip on wires.
3: That's crazy. And
4: uh yeah, and then landed on a mattress. Mm. So See, I
1: just said, I like the idea, but I'm gonna go with no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, she died um during the course of this film. That's why we yep, haven't seen this her. This was right her
1: now. last movie. <laughs> yeah, <I>
3: just... <laughs> well she's just getting
1: some of those she's still having her hair straightened.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> she's still trying to get out of all those clothes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Fine. I will say um, one thing I think we haven't talked about is the mystery of it. And I do think we I, – I, I liked the mystery, um, uh, Edith finding out through the ghosts giving her hints and then also, yeah. like, doing detective work herself, you know, stealing. Um, so basically Thomas's wife before Edith was an Italian woman named Enola and uh, she had the same initials as Edith does after she gets married to Thomas um, Edith Sharp and Enola Italian last name that starts with an S so uh, like I did like how people kept being like oh Edith here's a letter from you from Mul- for you mm. from Milan and Edith was like I don't know anybody from Milan but they're like it's ES it's to Lady Sharp of the house you know and um i liked that little tidbit i liked the fact that they kept like so like lucille keeps pieces like locks of hair from the victims and yeah also they kept all of these like old timey recordings and edith like finds those and listens to them i thought that was really neat um that was actually one of the wives hid those in the house um
1: mm.
3: yeah Big bloobie, I, th- yeah, I
1: think that was really nice. It was nice they gave her a cat because it could have been so easy to fall back on uh, yeah. her just being the sap that drifts through the plot. But actually, she she really did get her teeth <laughs> teeth into it, so to speak, and drove yeah. some of it herself by do- oh, by yeah. going, this isn't right. Something's not right here. I'm looking into it. I'm following rather than just going, Oh,
3: I just want to leave. I want
1: to go home. I'm scared.
3: Yeah. Which is what is so I was odd, doing. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, So Edith is uh, Oh my god, there's a dog in this movie Um, Yes,
4: there is Oh,
5: can we talk about the dog? Uh,
3: Yeah, absolutely Yes
5: (laughs) How do you (laughs) think the dog actually survived? Because Uh, uh, if you remember uh, Lucille asked Sorry, I'm answering the question (laughs) If you remember Lucille asked How is this thing still alive? Well, I think Mm -hmm. he was secretly feeding the dog. He was actually not evil. Yeah. Like Mm that. So
3: Thomas, so the dog was owned by Enola. And the dog, by the way, is a papillon, which is appropriate because papillon means butterfly in French. Okay, so that's the butterfly is Edith. And also the dog is Edith connection. Just getting into some metaphor there. Um,
1: Edith is a dog.
3: Both metaphorically and also an anamorph. Um, but mm. it, it fits because Lucille and Thomas think the dog is weak and it should have died out in the yeah. wild, just like they think Edith is weak, but they're both survivors. And mm-hmm. and Edith forms mm. a bond with the dog who never gets a name. <laughs> um, it's just, hey, you, for the film. Uh but, you know, and, and then they both make it to the end of the movie. The minute a dog showed up on screen, I immediately went to does the dog to,
4: Oh, absolutely. I did that too.
3: Yeah. There is a site. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Does oh, the
4: dog com? Yeah. Does the dog die. Yeah, the dog not, die. Only, not only will you find out if a dog or any animal dies in a movie, it will actually give you a list of things to watch out for. Mm-hmm. It's a little spoilery, but right. if you don't care about that and you don't want to see, like,. If it's a movie that you think, oh, I don't want someone's eyeballs to get gouged out in front of me in this movie, right? This, mo- this site will tell you if that happens, right. so you know when to avoid it.
1: Yeah, it's ah, uh, brilliant.
3: That's, yeah,
4: yeah. To
1: be honest, that I'm more worried does... about dogs than eyeballs. Every time.
3: Damn. Yeah, same. Right, yeah, <laughs> same. Um, but uh, I and I do like the fact that this is the first suggestion suggestion that even though Thomas has gone along with Lucille's plan, he's not as evil as he seems to be. Um, Because uh, he doesn't kill... Whether or not he was feeding the dog, which I love that theory, and now I've Mm. adopted it as my own Vasco, it is not. Um, That is high praise. Yeah, even if... uh, Thomas didn't, wasn't secretly feeding the dog, keeping it, and had just let it out in the wild, it's very telling because he, he doesn't like to get his hands dirty, and we see this in the end of the film as well, where um, he doesn't he, like, Lucille is like you kill Alan for once I always have to murder our victims and I think that's <laughs> fucking bullshit, you should do it at least once, Thomas uh, typical little brother stuff
1: yeah, oh, I'm, I'm right. not gonna fuck you again, brother
3: Yeah, not until you kill someone god (laughs) Um, God, I felt that though you know what I mean like you just want your little brother to help out at least once um, with your murder plans Uh, but I did like that's that's a hint that like Thomas is kinder because he's not just gonna kill the dog outright like yeah he'll let it go and see if it survives but he's not gonna murder it come on man (laughs) That's
1: yeah, that's much more humane.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a slow death from starvation in the English yeah. countryside or Scottish islands or
1: whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, who, who knows? But yeah, no, I think I think it was. Uh, yeah, it's it because it's also a case of what well, I've not. I he could probably go. Well, I've not killed it. It stands a chance of surviving. So out of sight, out of mind. But then of course yeah, it comes back.
3: Much like I'm not going to kill Edith. I'm kind of going to leave it in her hands, whether yeah. she lives or not, until the end when we find out he's fallen in love with her and he's going to save her and her, her fortune from being stolen.
1: Although he's by. still a little bit, he's still a little bit useless there as well, isn't he? To be fair, well,
3: I mean, he immediately dies.
1: Yeah, and then that's that's useless, right?
3: even even hotter (laughs) it's shocking (laughs) you gets
1: stabbed in the fucking
0: face
3: oh god so attractive um so yeah lucille kills thomas because thomas falls in love with somebody else and see guys this is why you don't fuck your crazy murder sister when she's killed your mom this is it's it's the moral
1: the moral of the story (laughs) is clear now
3: if you're gonna fuck your sister make sure she's not a crazy murder sister.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and make sure it's exclusive, you know.
3: Yeah, and also maybe talk Uh. about having an open relationship before y'all get together.
1: Yeah, or or get a job so you don't have to marry rich women and murder them in tubs of, you know, know, all the usual stuff. All the usual stuff. very
3: true. (laughs) But but I want to murder the rich women. I like being (laughs) (laughs)
1: bluebeard. You can have one every three years then, but that's it.
3: All right. Fair enough. I guess relationships are about compromise. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. i oh, All right. Y'all talk for a minute. I don't know <laughs>
4: uh, one, are, <laughs> one other thing I did like about this movie is a lot of the blocking, like a lot of the choreography in general, everything kind of looks like it was a stage play yeah like the way the way that people would face while they were fighting or while they were talking and just like the way people interacted with each other especially in shots that weren't up close everything mm-hmm. kind yeah. of felt like it was on a stage on st- rather than being yeah. made specifically for film and i thought that was really cool and also, no, definitely it 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 made it feel like more of the time. I think it was a very good like thematic choice. Oh yes.
3: So a little I, fun. F- oh, sorry. Go on.
1: No, no. I was just going to say look, one of the things that we said the second time around, and I, I said to Vasco, I said, as a result of watching it, it triggered in me in my head when we saw the the rocking chair, uh, sorry, of the wheelchair. Mm. Um, I, I said, I, I really he needs to see um, the stage version of the Woman in Black, which I've seen a few times, which is. Um, and well, I, I, it's it's different to the, the the film realization of it with Daniel Radcliffe, but it's uh, it's a phenomenal piece of theatre, and again something that is achieved obviously achieved purely through the through the the stagecraft, and I think that is something that came through with this one. It did feel like you could be watching uh, a bunch of actors working on a very complex set, but a very mm-hmm. like a stage set. It did it had a very theatrical flair to it, not just the frocks
3: mm-hmm um, I a little fun fact uh, for y'all. So all of the furniture, they actually had two sets of furniture. and in wow. scenes where characters were supposed to be like, or basically Edith, let's be honest, it was Edith. Um, but in scenes where Edith is supposed to seem you know small and weak, they used a bigger like piece of furniture. Um, And then in scenes where a character is supposed to come across as, like, strong and domineering, they used a smaller piece of furniture to make them seem, like, bigger than life. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, and then, I don't know if y'all could tell, I mean, probably, but, like, basically, Edith in the early scenes, when they're they're at Crimson Peak and she's getting accustomed to everything, I felt like every time Lucille and Edith were in the same room, the room got smaller.
1: Mm -hmm. You know? Mm.
3: It was just so claustrophobic.
1: Yeah, oppressive.
3: Uh, I, really, I mean, on this show, long-time Let's Jag Ass listeners will probably know, Guillermo del Toro is probably, like, the most competent director we've had.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> you can tell he really, I don't know, thinks about blocking and shot composition, <laughs> and that's, you know...
1: What's wrong not with
3: not the <laughs> What a piece of shit, Uh, Guillermo del Toro. What
1: did he? What did he learn?
3: I think we can all agree, and I don't even think I need to say this because we're all in agreement. But Guillermo del Toro's best film, Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Okay, so um...
1: (laughs) okay,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it is a good movie, but yeah,
3: it is a good movie. So. Hmm.
0: first thing, I thought his best movie was Death Stranding. <laughs> he didn't direct
3: that. That was, oh, that was Mads that was best friend, Hideo Kojima. Come on. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, speaking of um, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, Magelson, It doesn't matter. Okay, so again, my apologies to the people of Denmark. Uh, <laughs> so Guillermo del Toro works a lot with another Guillermo. Who is the director of several Hannibal episodes, so if you have oh. watched Hannibal and be like this kind of looks like a Guillermo del Toro movie well turns out you're right so <laughs> anyways, oh, go know. watch Hannibal, it's on Netflix, please yeah, I mean, Hannibal, season 4, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright, so um
0: I feel as though the longer we talked about this movie the more I enjoyed it Mm. and the more I liked it yeah yeah
3: Uh, it's kind of the opposite of Habcast where you know maybe if we didn't talk Supernatural season 6 we would like it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's painfully fucking good old season 6 talk about it Uh, uh
3: did anyone else think that the ring that uh Thomas gives Edith was fucking hideous
4: Yes, it was awful. God, I so thought it was a
1: cherry I bakewell.
4: I don't think it's...
3: so. It was so costumy. It was so Yeah. Really costum-y. Cheap. Yeah, it was it was a giant red piece like jewel, but it was very like costume jewelry and the jewel mm. was very um, cloudy. So, I mean it was appropriate for the movie because they're fucking broke, this is like the last thing they have from their mother, and you know Thomas is being deceitful to Edith, and he was especially cruel to her when he made her wear that fucking ring <laughs> I think that's the neatest well, yeah, thing Thomas fair, does to Edith the nicest,
1: is... the nicest thing that Lucille did is rip it off her finger
3: yeah, right?
1: yeah oh my god oh, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised mother owned a ring like that to be fair but then maybe that's just talks to her character more.
3: Oh my God. So Edith realizes at the very, or towards the end of the movie, um, Edith realizes that Lucille and Thomas have been poisoning the wives through the tea. And, um, she's told this by one of the ex wives recordings. And, uh, there's a scene after that where, um, like, Edith tries to escape, but there's a snowstorm. She, like, sleeps in the snow, and uh, Lucille and Thomas find her and take her up to bed. And then Lucille tries to force-feed Edith tea and then feeds her poison porridge. And it is so tense and terrifying. I thought Lucille was just going to snap her neck and be done with it right there. Um, <laughs> that it was just, be I news, don't know. Yeah. yeah. My... Yeah favorite parts of the movie were every second lucille and edith were heading off yeah Um, for sure Mm -hmm. you did
0: remind me of a scene that i enjoyed which was when edith was listening to the uh, wax recording Mm -hmm. which a i'm curious if they actually made wax recordings be. I, I just enjoyed. It. It. I I doubt it too, just because they're impossible to do now, and they're really hard to like capture sound off of anyway, like to mm. record as we do now. But I did enjoy whenever uh, Tom would talk, and it kind of would distort his voice. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. that was yeah, creepy. That, yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, um, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the reason why we're here, Jim Beaver,
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can act <hit> pretty <laughs> quick, so. oh,
3: fuck Yeah, he Jesus. gets killed
4: off in the first act.
3: Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. not I'll the first time yeah. we've watched a movie where the reason why we're watching it is the natural <laughs> actor gets killed off very early. Um, uh, the first time was when we watched Katie Cassidy in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm not apologizing for that anymore.
3: Yeah, spoiler, she dies really early. In that movie, mm. um, he he does a good job. He's good. Oh uh, yeah, he's
4: great. Yeah. Actually, uh, little another little trivia bit: Guillermo Del Toro said that he wrote the role of Ida's father for Jim Beaver. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh damn. Yeah. Like specifically after seeing him in Deadwood.
0: hmm That's cool.
4: Cause so another thing was, uh, Garmel Del Toro started writing this movie in 2006, like, alongside Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And Pan's Labyrinth got made, and then he got busy with a bunch of other projects. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, just kept working on this script all throughout. But basically, he had been writing it since 2006.
3: I was gonna say Mm -hmm. that this feels like a really, like, personal pet project for Del Toro, but every movie he makes feels like personal. Yeah, that's true. That's
4: true. (laughs) It really is. he
3: fucking cares. So, um... You know, even his, like, bigger studio movies like Hellboy and Hellboy 2 and if he'd got to do The Hobbit. Oh, my God. Hearing...
1: Wow, Feltoro, imagine The Hobbit in his hands.
3: Yeah, I'm about to cry a single tear. Um, hearing Phil <laughs> talk about his plans for The Hobbit and how he was, like, forced out of the his role in that is heartbreaking because... Yeah. Oh. Just the idea of what of what a del Toro Hobbit would have looked like, oh my god, it would have been amazing. Oh, I'm so sad. Um Yeah, but uh oh, um I also was anyone else like, is Bobby gonna do a southern accent for this role? <laughs> and then kind of disappointed when he didn't.
4: Yeah, I was actually a little thrown off by how Jim Beaver sounded.
3: I've never Uh, seen Jim Beaver in anything where he wasn't doing the Bobby voice, so I was so confused.
4: He wasn't doing the Bobby voice, but he still had the Bobby attitude.
3: Oh, he was 100% old-timey Bobby, for
4: sure. I was like, Jim Beaver is always Bobby, whether he's in the 20th century or not.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's, he literally said, you have soft hands. Um,
4: yeah, <laughs> he literally did. He gets soft.
3: Oh, my God. I rolled my eyes so hard when when uh, Jim Beaver was like, we built this country from the ground up. I was like, we get it.
1: <laughs>
3: Jerk off motion. Yeah.
1: Except he can't, you know, fight off uh, a pretty little incestuous sister.
3: Well, I mean... Yeah, no. Isn't that just a metaphor for America so. right there? <laughs> not being able to, the American experience, not you being able it. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my country. I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck I want. You
1: absolutely yeah.
3: Yeah, freedom of speech, baby. Um, oh
1: god, I'd heard about that. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing.
3: I just want to apologize to the fine people of America. Fine. Okay. Anyway. Fine. Fine.
0: There's fine people. Fine upstanding.
3: <laughs>
0: All right, Mr. Trump,
3: we did not <laughs> invite you onto this podcast. <laughs> There's fine people on both sides. Get the fuck out of here. All right,
0: anyway. I was I was being satirical on am
3: sorry.
1: <laughs> you are well, like the presidency.
0: If
5: we're talking uh, if we're talking politics, are we, actually? I, well, I don't
1: know if you can call it politics. It's about Trump.
3: <laughs> um. Uh, oh, you're right. I mean, we try to avoid it, but do we avoid it?
4: Not very well. Sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> it just flops out. I
3: just feel like gestures broadly. Um, Vasco, say what you want to say. <laughs>
5: no, I just wanted to ask, what do you think about I, um, Kanye always going for the... Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, I think Kanye West has been having a mental breakdown for the past five years. and, and yeah. I really want him to get some help.
0: He needs it and deserves mm-hmm. it.
3: Yeah, but also. I am. Also. Yeah. What are you going to say, Ari? But also, that new song he put out, though, is absolutely a banger. So. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so swings and roundabouts.
3: Yeah. yeah I'm saying he's go. had a mixed year. Also, that song is 100% about police violence, and it's very sad, um, but it's very good. Uh, Okay, to my American listeners, uh, (laughs) don't vote for Kanye. Don't do it even as a joke, and it pains me to say this, but vote for Biden. He's the chemotherapy we need. Uh, don't vote third party. It's just going to be 2016 all over again. PSA over. All right. Uh, yeah.
0: Biden is the cocaine in our blood. We need to fend off those ghosts yeah. from like from the, the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: need to, we need to do some cocaine about the blood ghosts that we have. So there
0: we go.
1: There's a strap line.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Yeah. uh Oh, I want to say another little... This is, like, a very tiny detail mm-hmm. that is kind of a throwaway line, but I really enjoyed it because it really nailed down the time period, mm-hmm. is when there's a scene where Edith goes to see Dr. Allen, just to, like, talk to him or something, mm-hmm. and as the scene starts, he's, like, uh, d- giving someone an exam, and then he writes a little thing down, and he's, like, take this to the druggist. And tell him to make it exactly like this. And that's literally what medicine was back then. <laughs> it was like a guy would show up, tell you, you feel this way. So go to the pharmacy. I'll write down this list, which is usually going to be opium, cocaine, and alcohol in that order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> write down this list. Tell, tell them to make it exactly like this. And if they do anything else, it'll mess it up. Yep. So tell them to do it exactly like this, and then you'll be high for three weeks. It'll be great.
3: So it's basically um, to go to the alchemist (laughs) yeah, and ask him to create a magic potion to fix your eyeballs. Um, Yeah, Alan's an ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist? eye guy an eye doctor, yeah. eye doctor. Yeah. So, he's
4: an optometrist. Eye, eye dude
3: yeah, yeah. Um, optometrist yeah. now he's Peyton also... eye dude because
1: that's the next apple product and you've just got ahead of him <laughs> <laughs> the eye dude <laughs> so, um,
3: but yeah Bobby does a good job for the minutes he's in this movie and I thought his murder was excellent Oh yeah! Uh, good job getting killed, Bobby. We appreciate your service.
4: Yep, his smashed-in face really did a great job. Mm-hmm.
3: It,
4: it is a shame that he died in the second act of this five X structure movie.
3: Okay, <laughs>
4: <laughs> guys,
3: Darren, Masco, it's behind-the-scenes drama. We don't want to get you involved, but also pick. To
4: a side. be fair, do
3: movies have three or five acts? <laughs>
4: To be fair, if a movie were to have five acts, this one, I feel like, would be a good contender. That's (laughs) six.
3: Okay. Length of time does not determine act. It was a really long first. You know what? I'm not getting into this right now. Call my publicist if you want to learn (laughs) more. Oh, my God. Did y'all catch in the beginning of the movie when Edith was like, okay, so... uh, um, we haven't really talked about these characters because they do not matter, but, um, <laughs> there's this, like, bitchy rich lady and her daughter in the beginning. Yeah, and yeah That yeah. was, like, oh, the Cinderella yeah. metaphor um, you were yeah, yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. That was the
5: mother of the doctor.
1: Yeah. The U- Eunice girl that they're trying to palm off on poor, um...
3: On um, the baronet. Si- sister
1: sister Shagger baronet, yeah.
3: Yeah, so it's it's Eunice the first and then Eunice Jr. Um, hmm. <laughs> And Eunice the first. this is after Edith has been denied her, or no, wait, it's before that. And she says, like, Edith's like, um, or Eunice goes, our very own Jane Austen. And Edith goes, I would rather be Mary Shelley. And then in the background, uh, sirens went off, because that was a sick literary reference. <laughs> Um, um, basically if I had been in the movie I would have been in the background being like whoa whoa whoa, whoa drop that mic bitch and uh, <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, uh, Eunice is trying to pwn younger Eunice off on Thomas and I forgot where I was going with this god damn it <laughs> Fuck, I, for, I got distracted by the DJ noises, and I got really excited. <laughs> fuck me. Anyways, continue. God, fuck. Shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, I remember now. I remember. Okay, so Eunice the Older is like, Thomas Sharp is a baronet, and nobody knows what that is. And also, will someone explain it to us, please? And Edith goes, um, a baronet is somebody who takes advantage of the workers of the land. And I was like, ah, yes, Edith, budding socialist. The spoils of labor belong to those whose hands made them. Like, Edith, you're rich. You don't get to talk about, like, the proletariat. Like, shut the fuck up. Okay, so.
0: You are the bourgeoisie, damn.
3: Oh, I also like, in this little, like, um... Uh, little sparring that her and Eunice did. Um, Eunice in the Jane Austen line is like, she wants to be Jane Austen, who died a spinster. And Edith goes, actually, I would rather <coughs> be Mary Shelley, who died a widow. And I was like, boom, bitch, foreshadowing.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if ever they I to talk be.
3: about my notes because I made them. <laughs> so, and I'm proud of them. All right. Um, that's it. That's the end of my notes. That's all I have to say. This movie was beautiful. 10 out of 10. I loved it when Lucille died. So, if I 10 out of 10, I mean a 7 out of 10, because it wasn't perfect. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> who else? Like, uh, closing thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, any final topics before we wrap this bitch up?
5: Uh, so, seriously, um, what would be your genuine rating on the film? Would you say 7? Seven? 7 out of 10? I- for everyone. Yeah, I
3: would, I would say seven out of ten, um, y'all.
4: I think oh. initially it was a six out of ten, and now that we've talked about it some more, it's gone up to a seven. Okay,
0: I'd give it a solid six
2: point nine. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. That's, that
1: okay. <laughs>
3: Shut the fuck up. Then we know you need a seven.
1: <laughs> it was that fifth act that did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I think that, I think content-wise, it's it's a seven, but I think the production values for me takes it to an eight because yeah. i think what he brings to the to the screen to help tell the story it elevates it beyond just what the what, what, not just but beyond where the story is so for me it, the story probably a seven but with the the overall production and and the, i'm going to say sumptuous again because it's now the word any word i can think of um mm-hmm. because it was so gorgeous to look at uh, i, I mm-hmm. for me it's an eight just say uh, eight like. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm giving it some flavor
3: I think you could describe this movie as being ambitious, and um, I don't necessarily think it succeeds in all its goals. The tonal issue, the pacing is a little much, I think, um, and also, again, things get brought up that you think are going to be things, and we talked about the writing, but also mm. like the Eunice and Eunice too. Kind of pointless. I think they could have been cut. Rather, or what I'm saying is, I think the story could have been tighter. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And and again, this is something I mentioned. There was just a confusion to me, really, because originally yeah. he had his sights set on Eunice, or Eunice Two, yes. or one of the Eunices. And I'm like, but if you're marrying for money, here it's easy. You kill could obviously it's easy. You kill the dad, marry the girl girl and then, dies end of if it's one of the unices there's a whole family of murder you've got to get way through before you can so that's i didn't really understand the thinking it was i didn't think their plan was very on point to start with with those right. two
3: well and so, and lucille even mentioned so um this is actually a thread that keeps getting brought up in the film where uh lucille in the very beginning when they're like the first hint that we get that maybe or the first like dialogue hint that we get that maybe um, like, Lucille and Thomas are not who they say to be, because honestly, like, the minute Lucille showed up, and it only showed... So, the first shot we get of Lucille is her hands playing the piano, and then the camera backs up mm. to reveal Lucille in a red dress when everyone else is wearing, like, pastel, peachy, or white colors, and mm. that costume moment, I was like, Lucille's fucking It was crazy. pretty obvious. Yeah, it was... I mean, it was beautiful... But it was, it was a tell for sure. But Mm -hmm.
2: um,
3: Lucille and Thomas have a conversation where, like, Lucille's like, she's too young, you know. This is not right.
1: Yeah, because Lucille knows all about right and wrong.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Lucille's definitely the moral (laughs) judge that I would want in this trial. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Lucille's Lucille's that person on the MIV asshole subreddit who's like, "Fuck it, you're you're yeah. never the asshole because you should yeah. murder everyone." <laughs> yeah, um,
1: and sleep with their brother.
3: And, and ha- have you slept with your brother yet? Do you have a brother? Get on that real quick. Um, yeah.
0: That's what I want. I want an Am I the Asshole post from the view of Lucy. Yeah, don't be <laughs> <at all. laughs> Just going through everything she's done in her life. Guys, am I the up Asshole? Until like the end of the movie. <laughs> I'm
3: a female 35. Um, I'm not going to use my real name this is into obviously an a throw- this this throwaway. This is throwaway account. I'm on mobile. Um. <laughs> So, my brother and I started an incestuous relationship, and because of that, I had to kill my mother. And also, we've been tricking a rich young woman to being his wife and then being murdered. I just want to know am I the asshole over this? My brother <laughs> used to be on my side, but it seems like he's wavering. <laughs> Sorry, oh. okay, I had to complete that
1: joke. Well, the answer is no, of course <laughs> oh, not. Are you a baronet?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you're British, or this sounds like a British problem. Of course, it's okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, sad clarinet plays in
3: the background. I just can hear the responses like the top comment is like oh my god, OP, you are definitely the asshole. Yeah. So, um,
0: and then there's somebody, if you sort by controversial you see somebody that's just like yeah, get that dick.
3: Yeah. <laughs> good, good job, OP. Um, so, uh, but so there's this thing in the film where like Thomas chose Edith he chose her. And mm. I don't think it's ever really answered why he chose her, although this could be a hint that Thomas, even at the beginning, was slowly falling for Edith. I'm afraid the real answer might be that Edith is not like other girls. <laughs> um, yeah, there was, oh, so there was one of those moments. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. There
4: there was a not-like-other-girls moment in the movie.
3: Yeah. Edith's, you know, Edith's like your gothy best friend, um, whereas everyone else is a fucking prep. Um, mm-hmm. God, I'm uh. so fucking old. So, but it was also like,
4: <laughs> is that is that Thomas trying to be genuine, or is that something that he has told all of his previous murdered wives?
3: Yeah, to uh, like
4: get really get them in there.
3: You're different. You're special. Well, and they choose, you're still alive. I mean, yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: You're like living and you're rich. Um, the things. Well, and they choose women and. Lucille spells this out to Edith they're alone they're they're different they're basically the perfect victims because yeah handsome Tom Hiddleston gets to swoop in and be like I know you think differently for your time and in a couple of years you're probably going to have to go get orgasmed to death to take care of your craziness but um, you know I love
1: well we've all been there (laughs) yeah right
3: Um, look it up. Uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh... That's all I have, and this episode's creeping up on two hours, so we're going to... Oh,
1: wow. wow.
0: There, there are five of us, and we've got a lot of opinions.
1: Yeah, you. and we we've got to get hours. our plane back yeah. to the to the UK, so... It's, you know. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to yep. catch we
3: gotta
4: that. <laughs> <are you? laughs> <laughs> got to hop on the Titanic 2 and get back. Um, yeah. That's the one, I'm yeah. Full of American snacks.
3: We used to do this thing in the earlier episodes of LSA where we would rank all of everything we have seen... Uh, But that is, that list has gotten too long
4: Yeah, there's now Because it used to just be less than 12 Yeah And then a little bit more than 12 And now it's like 24
3: Yeah, it's it's too long I mean, I've sent y'all a list of the things that we've watched So Y'all have seen it Um, But Yeah Basically, Travis and Ben, to kind of keep in the spirit of that, where would y'all put this? In the top half of things we've seen, the bottom half, top of the bottom, bottom of the top, you know.
0: Middle of the top. Yeah,
4: middle, yeah. Of, the middle top of, the top sure. of the top for sure. If not, close to the top of the top. Oh, yeah. i happy to hear mm. that. Yeah, I
3: think guys, it. I
4: would wait a few weeks and rewatch it. Oh
3: my god, guys. <laughs> When we were like, We're gonna ask you guys to be on it and we're gonna let you pick the movie we were literally like, please pick something that's not ass <laughs> because <laughs> 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 again.
4: <the> well less... <laughs> that is what let's shag ass the ass uh, and what stands at let's shag ass ooh. stands for how ass all of the movies we watch are.
3: Yeah. So this is definitely a nice break. From
4: well the you're, you're more than welcome
3: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and thanks for having um, us
3: yeah um, if our listeners want to hear more from you where can they find you
1: they can find us anywhere uh, where they can get their podcasts but we are the supernatural virgin
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm dragging Vasco through all of supernatural way yes. from season one right through and uh, yes. and and I'm convincing him that he's loving it yeah
3: <laughs> <coughs> Myoscope oh, blink yeah. blink twice if you need
1: <laughs> help. Okay. He can't blink twice. I've taped yeah. his eyelids open to watch the season finale.
0: <laughs> Going to full Clockwork Orange on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where, um, where?
3: What's your next episode? Is it the season finale?
1: It will be uh, season three, season
4: finale.
5: Really, really awesome. exciting.
1: Yeah. I can't.
3: I can't wait to listen to it.
4: So. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. Um, I can't wait to hear what Vasco thinks of the end of season three. Yeah, because I oh, yeah, remember yeah. how I felt at the end of season three. Everyone is excited about this. I must, I'm like,
2: yeah.
5: I really want to watch it, but I'm thinking, what, what's what's going to happen? Why it's obviously the brother's going to survive. So there is nothing, <laughs> there is nothing to die. Like, Brilliant.
2: Yeah, all right. If,
5: oh, if it's you- so
4: much fun being able to just remain silent about something. Now I know why Ari and right. Ben do it to me all the time yeah. on AS, but... Um, uh,
3: if you guys want to go listen to Vasco's reactions as, you know, when it happens, go check out their podcast. It's delightful. They are way more... Um, <laughs> I efficiency of language comes to mind when, it, when yes. I think about it. <laughs> because you not uh, get in business. So,
0: we fuck around. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: but if, if they want to find you on your social media, you want to plug that real quick?
1: Yeah, at Twitter we're on at SPN Virgin Pod. Uh, at Instagram it's what is it? it's oh <laughs> i think it's uh, at the supernatural virgin or lowercase um and we are always also take a lot of uh, viewpoints and discussion points from from other listeners so feel free to email us at um, spnvirgin at com, and we try and get as many right. of them in the show as we can
5: but we're yeah. mostly at twitter
1: twitter's
3: easier yeah yeah. So, and if you're listening to this, then you already know where to find us. Although I will say this episode this month is going to be free. Sorry patrons, I promise that next month every, you know, the the LSA will be behind a paywall. So if you're listening to this and you want to hear more of our bonus show, go to patreon.com/habcast, donate $3 a month and you'll get access to all of the past episodes we've done as well as all future episodes because this isn't going to be like a like a thing. I mean, we do release LSAs when we haven't recorded, but that's pretty few and far between, and they're always older episodes. So, if you want to hear what we think about statutory rape, a Cinderella story, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> um, also, until November, all of the proceeds that we make from this show are being donated to Black Lives Matter. So, um, if you can't donate like a lump sum um, for the past two months because we started in June yes, yes. for the past two months all of our Patreon donations have gone to um, BLM so uh, well done guys yeah oh well it's literally the least we can do <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyways uh, that's go Darren thank you guys so much for being on the show uh, we'd love thank to you. have you back and, and maybe do some projects in the future and
1: anytime um, yeah anytime yeah.
3: Also, there's so many Supernatural podcasts that we've been interacting with now. Like, I joked um, when we talked the first time, I was like, I had never listened to another Supernatural podcast other than <laughs> us in the so far. In the past, like, three weeks, I've listened to all of them, so.
4: Yeah.
5: Um, but who is so the best, guy? Who is the best?
3: No, oh. uh, mine. Uh, uh,
5: oh, hey, Ashford,
3: a Supernatural podcast, duh. <laughs>
5: After
2: yours.
3: Uh, I can't answer that for There's just reasons. too many to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're all so good. Uh, no, but I do I do love all the ones I've been listening to. And if you're a supernatural podcast and you want to do stuff together, like hit us up, man. We we, we need friends. Um, we're gonna be in we're gonna be in quarantine for the rest of our lives and we need internet friends.
1: So, all right. It's the way forwards.
3: I think that's it.
1: Benjamin, take us out. Not literally. Until
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin, kill us.
1: <laughs> Travis
0: did and me like filling a gun. I guess. Have fun and don't die. Yeah.
2: Bye. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.